from the executive producer of the best Natasha Leone impression, this side of Maniac. The longer that we avoid talking about cats is the longer that I can avoid thinking about the movie Cats. I think if a cat needs a wheelchair, they just throw it in the trash. (laughs) Speed Racer nailed it. I'm never going to say that. Like, it is a truly terrible movie. This film should not exist. It is cursed. (laughs) I'm sorry, Judy. I feel good. I feel like it's vibe time. Yeah, I'm ready to, I'm ready to mingle. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you ready to dive into the litter box, my friend? Yeah. Um, Are you telling me you weren't recording during that fire John Turturro impression? I gave that everything. I know. Eh, it's on record. Believe me. Um, right. So, um, <laughs> from the makers of the best uh, impression of... Uh, <laughs> What's her face? <laughs> uh, Natasha, Natasha Leone. Leone. <laughs> from the cre- from the executive producer of the best Natasha Leone impression, <laughs> this side of Maniunk. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Movie Blues Podcast. I am still Dan Lyons. Yeah, still. Still Dan Enden. And we did not watch a movie this week so much as we incurred an event. Yeah. It was... Um, yeah. We, we went through something we went through something together yeah it was a visceral separate. experience again uh we are separated due to covid19 but uh a different plague crept into our house over this passover eve and that was the plague of cats <laughs> uh, yeah. i just kept sacrificing lambs and the movie kept coming. It, didn't, it, it just didn't make a difference <laughs> it took my firstborn just left him outside and they still came yeah. um we saw Cats, uh, not because I wanted to, so let's not pitch it from uh, the angle of I made Dan watch Cats. I will not be accepting that rhetoric from his position today. Are you, you're you're going to maintain the position that you did not make me watch Cats? It's part of the movie blues verse, you know? We watched the trailer, yeah. it's been talked about, it's been dreaded. Usually yeah. with episodes that we dread, we just don't do, though. My family has a group text um, where we were discussing the logistics of trying to pull off a virtual Seder and whatnot for Passover this oh, year. we did a virtual it, Seder. Yeah, it also... With so, 30 people. Okay, so it ended up not happening because my grandmother is, like, such a generic, just, like, afraid of technology old person mm-hmm. where um, we were going to do it over Zoom and she saw some, um, you know, piece on the news about how there was, like, Zoom bombing going on, you know, people, like, popping into Zoom chats and stuff. Yeah. And she basically ultimately landed on Zoom is not secure, and if we do this Seder, we're going to be targeted, and someone's going to steal my stock portfolio information. (laughs) So I just was watching these old Jews just argue about this. Also, ultimately, we had no Seder. So to the the Zoom pirate currently uh, making uh, way with Dan Enden's grandma's life fortune, please return it. Uh, Yeah, please, please. (laughs) The point point being, so one of our Passover traditions, because one of, uh, you know, there's the ten plagues or whatever, um, and one of my little cousins, when they were real small for a Hebrew school um, project, had to make masks representing all ten plagues. So when we do the 10 plagues, everyone gets a mask. You know, someone has a frog's mask. Someone has a locust mask. And, uh, but, et cetera. That sounds pretty, pretty terrifying. Yeah, it's harrowing as it is. Mm-hmm. And in casual joke, joke, joke fashion on Passover evening in the group chat, 
one of my uh, cousins said, all right, so next year someone has to make a, a mask of coronavirus for us to wear during the plagues. And oh, everyone no. went, ha, 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 To which I, now after last night, I'm realizing that the final plague is truly just a poster from the movie Cats. Yeah, the final plague <laughs> is just one download away. <laughs> um, yeah, coronavirus has upturned my world far less than what I watched last night. Yeah, I want to say that um, this movie upset me during my quarantine more than anything else that I did or had happened to me. Uh, even the existential dread of knowing my fellow, fellow brethren were dying all around me was not more dreadful than having to sit through cats. But um, <laughs> I do have some interesting takes on it. I do have some things I want to say about it. I maybe have some surprising opinions about cats. I'm not sure. Um, and uh, before we get into that, though, um, I want to gear the conversation towards the source material that the film was based on, which yes. is uh, the four-legged animal, the cat, um, <laughs> unless it's a rescue or one that happens to only have three, um, or one of those weird ones that only has like two nubs in the front and balances itself and runs around <laughs> like a reptile. Um, or, so or, now, or it has like a chariot of fire chariot attached to it. Yeah. <laughs> do they do cat wheelchairs? I don't think cats are smart enough to deal with a wheelchair. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sure someone's done it. I think if a cat needs a wheelchair, they just throw it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> and with that said, our first review of the day is going to be about the animal, the cat, uh, the kind of people that enjoy owning cats. And yeah, felines. Listen, it's the reason for the season. We yeah, gotta listen talk all, about Listen, it. all you cool cats and kittens. Listen, all you cool cats and kittens. Dan and I are dog people. <laughs> um, <laughs> to help break that down, I'm gonna ask uh, Dan, uh, what do you think about cats and the people who um, propagate the cat society, the cat popularity, and the uh, cat movement. The cat movement. I uh, I feel like there's no such thing as a cat movement because nobody genuinely feels enough of a connection to any one cat to actually call their fandom a movement. What it is is an abusive relationship. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I think cats is a, it's a general species are they, t they skew towards the asshole end of the spectrum mm -hmm. um you know anyone who has a dog or has interacted with a dog you know that that dog has some semblance of love or affection towards you whereas every cat i've interacted with will come and they'll, they'll give you they'll give you a little nibble of affection you know they'll 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 put a carrot on a stick to make you just enough to make you keep feeding them but all they feel towards you is disdain i think there is a reason why the movie Cats that we watched was really about like homeless cats, runaway cats, stray cats, all in interacting in an environment together. Because if it was a movie about dogs, they would all be pleasantly owned and taken <laughs> care of. <laughs> Whereas only a cat uh, could generate an entire community of lawlessness, <laughs> homelessness. Uh, betrayal and dirtiness. Um, yeah. Only cat. There could there could only be so many cats abandoned um, with such reckless abandon that right. they have the time to make entire choreographed dance numbers based around presenting exactly. to when a new one of them shows up because that happens so often on a daily <laughs> basis. An owner is just like, yeah, you're a discardable member of the family. That's fine. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I, I think personally, I'm not, <laughs> not gonna get myself in too much hot water here because I did recently give away my cat, um, <laughs> I, that I, uh, I had for eight years, but, um, I may or may not have had that in the forefront of my mind with some of the, <laughs> some of the generalizations I was just making. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, if, if, uh, the Movie Blues podcast was an effort to avoid hypocrisy, uh, we picked the wrong market, so I'm just gonna <laughs> go out and say, uh, that I, uh, I'm a terrible person. No, I what do you mean? Cat. I mean, you you completely uphold everything that's being said right now. You, <laughs> you threw your you literally threw your cat in the garbage. This movie couldn't have been possible without people like me throwing their cats out. So you're yeah. welcome, yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, yeah. So uh, for me, I think that a cat is an animal that you buy before you know how to take care of a real animal, and like when you. Uh, don't have any love to give because you're extremely self-centered and vacant and you want something that you can say that you love but without the commitment of such emotions or feelings um, something that uh, is a, a temporary feeling momentary and fleeting creature that is yeah. on the peripherals of your existence instead of central to it uh, instead of man's best friend it's more like man's worst acquaintance I, I <laughs> really don't like cats anymore they stink to fucking high heaven and I just uh, think that it's fine to get a cat in your 20s. Uh, I think that any person out there listening to this podcast who's bought a cat in their 30s, you probably have emotional issues you have to deal with. Um, I think any person who owns more than two or three cats uh, guaranteed has emotions uh, I think, that need I, I think with. that can be... I want to make it clear that I personally feel that can be balanced by also having a dog yes, or several okay. dogs. Some people circumvent... Um, the cat insanity by just adding a dog into the mix. Well, I mean, th that creates an interesting comic dynamic that we've seen portrayed in cartoons and CGI films for for millennia. I'm gonna uh, ship in a really ridiculous analogy. It's kind of like today. Um, I wasn't hungry for lunch, um, <laughs> and my wife was like, um, "Do you want a smoothie?" And I was like, well, a smoothie is healthy, but if I don't need to eat any more food, there's no point in me eating it. Um, I'll just wait until dinner. Uh, for me, <laughs> for me, that uh, relates to the situation because it's like when you add a dog into having a bunch of cats, you're not really addressing the problem. You're just kind of <laughs> circumventing it. Um, and I just feel like it's just uh, it's just a ruse. If you own more than two cats, just uh, seek help. I don't know what to tell you, but uh, <laughs> yeah. and again, I gave my cat to somebody who has three or four cats. So shout out, Jed, if you're listening to this, we're no longer friends. Um, that's cool. Um, sorry. <laughs> Want, if you want the benefit of having animals around to project your own desired feelings onto mm -hmm. for moments without the responsibility of having to love it, <laughs> then cats are for you. <laughs> so I guess we, we can probably add cat people to the list of uh, demographics we've alienated, or I've alienated on this podcast. Um... Yeah, shout out to Dan's future employers of the pet shop we'll end up working at. Uh, he actually does like cats. Um. If you look, the, the the ironic part is that if you look at my resume, um, there's a volunteer work section, and I uh, in 2010 I volunteered for Perfect Friends Feline Rescue, um, and I keep that on my resume. But wow. it was really you community shield. service that I had to do for an underage drinking ticket. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You're just putting it all out there. I love it. Yeah. Um, so I, I've been I've been in uh, interviews before where they're like, 
they're like, oh, you, you volunteered for a cat rescue. I'm like, yeah, you know, I just really, I love the animals. I uh, historically work with them, so I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Put me in. Um, uh, so, Dan, uh, with that being said, uh, what is your golden gun rating for the animal cats? <laughs> I, um... I, you know, there are a lot of generally <laughs> animals out there that I'm completely indifferent towards, mm. but there's also animals that, as a whole, their existence causes me nothing but frustration. You gotcha. know, there's there's a world where there's there's mosquitoes and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if we're ranking just mammals, cats will obviously be low on that list, <laughs> but... Um, you put, like, an aardvark over if, a cat? If I'm looking at, at, at the general scope of, uh, you know, um, multi-celled organisms mm-hmm. on Earth. I, I give cats, like, a comfortable, like, five and a half. Well, I think there's a range, especially for house cats. I'd say they go from a zero at worst to, like, a six like at a absolute strong six best. and a half. I yep. don't know. I, um, the I've best had roommates who have had cats that have been, like, I, I you know, we, we've, we've had a handful of good conversations um, you know, our relationship is like that of mine and my barber in that I don't get a haircut that often. Every now and then we go in. I would prefer if they don't talk to me. They always try to. Usually it's to try to get some information out of me, much like the cat is trying to get some attention out of me. Um, but in general, you know, they're, they're there. So we, uh, they're a necessary evil. They are a necessary evil. I would even disagree with that. I don't think there's any use for them at all, but I do like <laughs> decorative living furniture, so I will give them up to a six, up upwards of a six. I also feel there's an awful lot of sports teams named after um, various types of cats and larger cats that I don't care for at all. So that's kind of playing into this as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, um... I uh, think we've got that pretty much wrapped yeah, so, up. So, yeah, so that's been this week's episode of the Movie Blues. Yeah. And uh, cool. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, Dog, our, our episode next good. week will be uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven, um, yeah. but the Muslim dub. Uh, it's all lines from the Quran, and uh, there's a isn't lot it, about 40 dog it, virgins. and. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it so crazy how they never made all cats go to heaven? It didn't occur to anyone to make that movie. I no, wonder why that is. When you, when you make a movie, it needs to be realistic. Yeah, you know yeah what that I mean? needs to be grounded in reality. If you're going to have a movie with all Italian mafia dogs... <laughs> <laughs> and a concept of heaven and hell that I can accept. Uh, yeah. Many things about cats I cannot accept, which we will go into in great detail yeah. uh, as we did come you, up on did, our review. Did you not see the direct to DVD sequel? Um, all cats go into your foyer and shit in your shoe, and then look right into your eyes as you uh, as you scold them. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I own that. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that as a recommendation. I thought it was a wor- it was a wordy title at the time, but it really got the point across. Oh, you haven't seen all cats get urine infections. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite sequel. Um, all right. Well, um, <laughs> uh, I think we're good. Yeah. I feel Shout fine. out to the cat that lives on my block that just hangs out outside, though. His name's Nacho. He's he's all right. I mean, shout out to Nacho. Yeah, big shout out to Nacho. Again, acquaintances. Fine. You know why his name Roommate, is Nacho? Fine. Why is that? Because he's Nacho Kitty. Nice, dude. Yeah. Well, uh... <laughs> some drug dealers live on my block. I'm sorry. <laughs> shout out. Christ. Sorry, Joan. I don't know. I actually have Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Joan's never consumed drugs or purchased drugs from someone with a cat named Nacha. I just want to go on the record, too, that uh, you're currently sitting at um, 
I think it's what for nothing for launching things out of your nose on this podcast. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you're at uh, two liquids and two solids. Granted, the two solids were just spaghetti twice. Um, but uh, I, I'm very, uh, I'm very impressed with uh, that and four nil on that front. Um, <laughs> how, how hot's my mic? You hear this? Ooh, How's yeah, that sound? That's refreshing. <laughs> you hear that? That's the sound of freedom. <laughs> Make sure you always fight just to hear that sound more. <laughs> By the way, this is Dan Endin, liberal Democrat from the episode of The Hunt. <laughs> How um, dare you? All right. Uh, speaking in speaking of impinging on my freedoms, do you want to talk about cats? <laughs> I'm gonna get you. You're gonna. I'm gonna get you five nil, dude. Don't you can't because now I'm now I'm by all my expensive things. Yeah, you can no longer spit up uh, when yeah. it's in my basement. It's fine, yeah. but when it's near anything you own, it's just it's just a no go. I'm surrounded by electronics. I mean, the closest thing to you is my microphone, so that would start yeah. it. Yeah. Um, all I'll, right. I'll make sure. I'll make sure if I do, I land entirely on this copy of Infinite Jest right next to me. Good. Yeah. Get it nice and damp. Yeah, That's I'm sure it'll get. It. I'm sure that'll really impact how much it gets read in the future. <laughs> Maybe if you have to dry it out by ripping all the pages out and sticking them to the window, you'll end up reading it. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll mean that I'm ahead of most people who have started to read it. That's so true. <laughs> uh, it's like the Dune of non-Dune books. Yeah, um, I have. I've started the book Infinite Jest 19 different times in my life. I'm only 29. Some say that that is the infinite jest, is just you <laughs> restarting the book in a yeah. non-ending loop uh, for eternity. Some say, if you listen out on a quiet night by the moon, you could hear David Foster Wallace's brains. Is this, uh, is this Morgan Freeman now? Was that Morgan? He climbed Andy Dufresne, climbed through a river of shit that day. <laughs> To get his freedoms. <laughs> the March of the Penguins was on a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, I'm, go- I'm going to do this. You're, uh, you're going to let me transition. It's happening here. <laughs> it's happening. Watch it happen. So here comes the transition. We are going to transition to... Um, the longer that we avoid talking about cats is the longer that I can avoid thinking about the movie Cats. I guarantee you somebody out there right now is like, I want to hear what they think about cats. So, instead of doing that, we're going to talk about our experience with musical theater. <laughs> jazz hands. Uh, you guys can't see, but we were both doing jazz hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Dan, uh, have you ever seen the play Cats? What is your experience with m- musicals in general? I don't want to hear all of your favorite musicals. Just give me, like, a top three, for Christ's sakes. And uh, <laughs> we're not doing a musical side piece here. And, uh, yeah, then I will answer the same questions without you asking me them. I, uh, <laughs> um, I will guide my own self-interview as per usual. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen Cats not live on Broadway. I've seen a video of a Broadway performance of Cats in school. When? Like fifth grade, probably. For school? In school. In school. I don't know. Okay. Cats was a big deal. Okay. I, I think it was just like the teacher was hung over that day or something and had a VHS copy of, uh, of Cats, and we watched that shit. 
You you made that sound really bad to the bone, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, we had a copy of Cats, and yeah. you know what we did? <laughs> we watched we it. We fucking watched and it when the teacher you, wasn't around. You know what I didn't do? Understand fucking any of it, because I don't <laughs> find Cats relatable on any basis. Um, um, okay. So that's my experience with Cats. So, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, you know, I've heard the songs. Cats was a big deal when we were a kid. It was like the longest-running Broadway thing. Um, I'm... I'm I'm aware of cats. And your general level of interest in Broadway in general and, and the theater scene and, and theater productions? Um, I was a theater kid in middle school. Okay. I was in some productions. I've cool. done some I've done some things. I've seen some shows. I've, I've been to seen Broadway. Some shit, man. Yeah. I've seen some shit. <laughs> I said I've seen some shows, but I have seen some shit shows. You as weren't well. there. Yeah. For the full cast run through of Guys and yeah. Dolls. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say you weren't there for the ninety six music man. <laughs> You don't know what happened when that oboe player didn't show up. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I'm, I, musicals aren't my preference. I'm more of a I'm more of a, a a regular plays guy. I was a musical fan when I was a kid. I was in many musicals. Uh, at some point, maybe <laughs> on VHS, I'll show you one of my starring roles. I wasn't like uh, I can do this. I can do the same thing. We can I, do a trade. Scene. I was not crazy serious about it. With me uh, being in musicals went like this: in my private, extremely expensive and waspy middle and high school, um, I was always put in the chorus uh, because everybody was better looking and more talented than me. But at my Jewish summer and arts day camp, my friend, where I had two That's girlfriends at once. You were Danny Zuko. The doors fucking flew open and I was the lead of... In, by the way, this will blow your mind, another fact about me. In the same year, I was in the chorus of Guys and Dolls and was also Sky Masterson in Guys and Dolls. Uh, in the in the summer and in the fall. Uh, so for one full year of my life, I spent practicing just guys and dolls. Uh, in one position as a peripheral ugly person, and the other as the most debonair Jewish person at my camp. Um, shout out to any of my camp friends yeah. listening. All the girls that made out with me made my experience so special and told me I was the most attractive guy there. I totally believe you. Um, this was a cycle that would repeat itself later in life as <laughs> we tried to tour in bands <laughs> where you get one really sweet gig and then the next night are playing in Buffalo, New York to nine people. Um, I don't know what Dan's talking about. I don't relate to that. I'm very famous. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, for me, musical theater was part of my life. I always went to New York and saw plays in Broadway. Uh, my grandfather, Sam, had a cassette tape of Cats that was always in his car. So there was a very nostalgic feeling for me with the musical Cats. I was, saw, he a cat? was he a cat person? I mean, he was killed by a cat. So that's uh, now we're getting to your origin story. Yeah, this is how it began. <laughs> this is how this is I why became, you felt so compelled to watch this movie. This is how I became Catwoman, hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. Um, so there, there's uh, a clear thread that I'm sensing here between that moment and that time you blew Joe Exotic. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's all making sense now. <laughs> How did that not come up sooner? You, you didn't know that my name is actually Daniel Lyons Maldonado. <laughs> um, so, uh, I loved musical theater. I uh, really fell out of touch with it as soon as like I started doing drugs and was like, wow, that's an awkward way to have a good time. Um, in both its presentation, production, re rehearsal, and beyond. And, and affordability. Yeah, and affordability. I mean, everything about it is ridiculous. This is why plan of having a, a Broadway musical is one of my favorite sagas, actually, in, in my entire life. Dan and I peripherally know a girl um, 
I'm sure he's better friends with her than I am because he's making a really weird face right now. Um, but uh, I, she completely ruined her entire life by bankrolling uh, her and her family's life savings and her cats, her seven cats' life savings, into a Broadway musical based on a prog metal, new metal band fronted by a morbidly obese black woman. <laughs> said play said play bankrupted her finances and ruined her life um, so yeah I mean I know a lot about Broadway I know a lot about <clears throat> the affordability of such things um, <laughs> what an unnecessary sidetrack I know honestly dude like my thing now is about just bombing people on this podcast <laughs> Like, straight up doxing people that I know on this podcast. Should we just, like, spend a solid 20 minutes towards shitting on that weird kid from Connecticut or whatever, that no, child who's obsessed with No, please don't, please don't, please don't, please <laughs> don't. Uh, when, you, when you were talking about Zoom bombers earlier, th- that is a prime motherfucking suspect. Like, he's in on this program we're using to make this podcast 100%, so just relax. Um, oh, my God, my doorbell just rang. Um, yeah, he's uh, trading your credit card number for motorcycle parts. Holy fuck, I knew the, the musical theater section was going to get weird. Um, so, so, wait, so what's your top three musicals? Uh, uh, hard question. I mean, I did, like, a lot of them. I would say, like, for me, like, uh, Music Man... Guys and Dolls and uh, Cats. <laughs> I, can't say, I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore. Um, I also, you know, there's a lot of new musicals that they've created that are fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I saw Matthew Broderick um, and Nathan Lane, I think, yeah, the on producers. Broadway, like the fucking first month that the producers came out. I saw that. Yeah, and that was amazing. amazing. But like, I feel like any Broadway or musical theater created now is so ruined by the lens of our new world in the first place that it'll never be classic to me. Like, I'm gonna go out there and say it right now. This is like gonna be a good hot take. I think Hamilton is fucking garbage. I think, <laughs> I think the love and obsession over Hamilton and Lin-Manuel Miranda in general is completely unwarranted. I mean, he's very talented, but like he should, you know, there are so are plenty of people on Broadway. I think he's good where he's at. Yeah, so stay in your lane. Yeah, I think like let's try stop trying to make I don't him even know happen. Who, I don't even know who that is. I don't I, know what you're talking about. I at know all. that there's going to be a movie of Hamilton eventually, and the thought of us retelling our most sordid American history uh, with like Dominican people rapping, playing white American historical figures. I just like what is the point anymore? Can we not? I mean, I just watched a movie about digital cats for two hours, and I don't want to see that more than this. So I just, I just don't care anymore. I mean, fuck musical theater. I mean, anything made by Andrew Lloyd Webber in the '70s <laughs> is classic, you know. And I think musical theater had its time and place, but it's like the silent movie where it's like we're really doing this still. Like we made a trap rap music musical about Alexander Hamilton that's the number one like let's just throw in the towel let's go back to like music yeah. videos I don't know something yeah. cooler it's just yeah. a s- stupid art form it's time, to, it's time to bring back vaudeville I'm gonna get so many emails for I this feel one. like blackface is ready to make a comeback <laughs> oh no uh, sorry Judy Dench <laughs> sorry um, Judy um, my uh I think my top three favorite musicals are uh we got Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. We got Love Bye Bye Birdie. Sweeney Todd. Do not like it just because I've and only ever seen the movie and it really pisses uh, me off. The movie's really bad, but I've seen two different runs of Sweeney Todd on Broadway. It kills. Fair. And as we've mentioned, Jersey Girl has an epic Sweeney Todd climax. Boy, that's good. Um, and uh, uh, no. Little Shop of Horrors is up there. I thought you said you didn't like it. Didn't we talk about this? 
Little Shop of Horrors. I thought you said you hated Little Shop of Horrors or something. I no, like... in, in fact, I told you I went and saw it at the theater right by your house recently. I'm going to have to go deep, deep diving for this one, but yeah. to be no, continued I, yeah, on I the next Dan on Dan crime episode. Yeah. Um, okay. Wow. I think I think this episode was was an example of Dan on Dan crime with how I felt I felt as demeaned as every time I've been arrested last night. <laughs> okay, uh, I think the preamble is at an end. How do you feel about that? I feel great. Um, I think it's time to start talking about the 2019 documentary cats. <laughs> Baby. Jellicle cats and jellicles do. Jellicles. I feel like they're always saying testicle. Yeah, there's um... cats, testicles. Sometimes testicles do. Yeah, jellicles in general just is a word that makes me feel a little bit uneasy. Is it amazing to like watch a full two hour musical and not be able to recall like a single song or the words to anything that you saw? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I can't even remember like the main hook, like the main jam. I think you just had it. It was about Jellicle cats. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely a theme. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are here to review one movie and one movie alone. That is 2019's Cats, um, which uh, Dan and I both watched in our respective separate households uh, last night. And um, one of us subjected our partner to it. One of us spared our partner to it. Yes, one was spared while the other <laughs> perished. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, we're going to start by just giving our general impressions of Cats uh, and uh, just how we felt about it and what it made us uh, have to say to our therapist next week. And we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, would you like to start this off? Yeah, you know, it's um, I, I've tried very hard throughout this podcast to not just like really, really over the top, do nothing but shit on a movie. Like it was unavoidable with yoga hoses, but everything else I've tried really hard to see the value in. I my whole paradigm for what I believe about filmmaking and its value as an art form to culture has changed after last night. Hmm. And I feel... That seems like a tepid reaction. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, you know, you hear, as a humanities-type person, um, you tend to study some history a little bit, and you hear about these oppressive um, dictatorial regimes that would really go after the arts. They'd Mm -hmm. like to eliminate art history. Mm -hmm. And you you just find that repulsive. And now I'm starting to feel like we're reaching the point... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where, where that might be alright you know how they say when you're a kid you're, in, you're, you're uh, like you're like the first guy to start the, the wheels to turn on Fahrenheit 451 right, like right, as an actual right. reality so, you know when you're a kid and they're it like well, well if you're if you're a college student and you're not a liberal you're, you're heartless and if you're 40 and you're not conservative you're an idiot it's it's like no now it's it's pre and post the viewing of the movie Cats mm is where it's like now I'm of the age where I realize that film is is an art form that we need to do something about because it's become a problem. I feel... (laughs) It's become a problem. (laughs) 
Oh wow! I mean, what what else? So can how do you why? How do you feel about it? Uh, I feel different. <laughs> I feel a little different about it. I actually have a lot, just so much to say about cats. Um, from a general point of view, let me get something uh, off my chest first. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this was an abortion of science. It was a fucking. It was like just like the wrong things got into a teleporter and their DNAs got crossed, and I was subjected to having to deal with the aftermath. Um, but, but, like you said, this podcast is all about um, finding the nooks and crannies of appreciation. Um, I, I'm at the point in my life where I know, not because I'm an expert of any kind, but just from understanding what it is to make a movie like the movie Cats, that there's way more people involved than just, like, one person who fucked it all up. Like, for example, like, The Room. You can just blame Tommy Wiseau for making The Room. Right. He was the only person who was delusional enough to put that to screen, to write it, to produce it. Um, Cats... because it was based on a source material that was very successful obviously there were parts of it you know mostly the things cribbed from the musical cats that had interesting elements to it um it's i can't put this in the category of like bad movies of irredeemable quality because at the end of the day, I liked some of the visuals. I was deeply repulsed by most of them, <laughs> like like gutted, gutted by the images I saw in the movie. But there were times when the scale, the backgrounds, the matte paintings mixed with digital stuff, mixed with real life stuff that I, I mean, assumedly a lot of the sets that the characters were in weren't just green screens and there was like giant stairs and things like that. I appreciate the craftsmanship and worksmanship of things like that from an aesthetic standpoint. So like if I had, you know, if I'm just looking at the movie, it's it's better than the room. If you turn the volume off of the room, it would have no value. So to appreciate something and to, to find that it has value, take away a part of it, you know? Like if you took away, for example, right? The biggest problem with the movie is obviously the special effects on the creatures. I'm going to call them creatures for now. I have a different name for them later. But um, <clears throat> if that was taken away and it was done like the musical, if they were just people in leotards and cat suits and things like that, then what would the movie really be to you? Then what would it be to the viewer? Because to me, the biggest thing was the special effects were so bizarre and so in the uncanny valley that it just, my brain just never accepted it. It was just yeah. two hours of like my brain rejecting things. Yeah. Um, but if that wasn't there and they were just kind of like wearing the same cat suits that they wore in the play, which were fantastic and convincing to certain degrees, um, maybe with a little bit of CGI to patch things in. Um, a CGI tail and maybe the ears, but right. other than that, kind of just do it with makeup, you know, the good old-fashioned way. Um, I think that that would have been fine, because at the end of the day, this wasn't a movie that was supposed to emulate real cats. It's not a play that's supposed to emulate real cats. So, like, having it all be, right. let's make them look like cats. Okay, so you take that out. I mean, I did like some of the music still, because I did when I was younger. I thought that some of the performances turned in musically and dancing and art-wise, you know, set dressing and things like that, had appreciation. So I can't in any good conscience, like, say that this was A, the worst movie ever, or B, um, a completely lost, terrible experience where it's like, 
I don't understand anything going on. I mean, I had things to grip on with it. It just sucked ass. I mean, it just <laughs> it just really sucked <laughs> yeah. to watch, and it was way too long. Oh way, God. way, way too I long. Mean, I have I have a note along what you said that just what's cool about Cats, the musical, the play is the sets and the costumes. Right. But ultimately, you know at all times that what you are watching is a human in a very well-crafted cat costume. If they were going to do CGI, they should have just done a full CGI Cats movie, like a Pixar Cats movie. I don't want to see these, like, Tusk-esque amalgams of man and beast. Yes. Where it's human faces of actors that I, 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 I respect at some points, people that like I feel some sort of like admiration towards. You'll have to tell me about more about that because I didn't look up a cast list and I could not tell who a few of them were. They felt like vaguely familiar to me. Um, so maybe you'll be able to help me out with some of that. Not that I know any of the character names either, honestly. It's yeah, it, it, just, it, was, it was just horrifying, man. It was, I, there was never a moment where I felt comfortable watching the movie. I was just uneasy right. the entire time. And I knew at any point that something could happen at any time that would upset me. And that, that made it <laughs> tough. <laughs> it just made it tough. Like, I could never just, like, enjoy a song because I was like, what are they gonna, like, what... What like what? next measure they might do one measure of dubstep beats and then drop exactly. back into the song. Yeah, exactly. Like you are never safe in cats. <laughs> like there are songs in the in the movie that are like time honored classics and they'll like literally cut to like a character and have them say a line that they, it was absolutely never in a, any play. And it's just like the awkward non sequiturs didn't help with the world that they were trying to build and it was just like oh just just a horrible melted garbage pile really it was tough i mean it was tough to watch but i can and i usually right here say i'm glad i did i'm not even gonna say that this time yeah i'm not no. i'm not glad that i watched it at all i uh pretty bummed i always you know i go into these situations hoping that i'm gonna love it so that i get to be the contrarian right opinion mm -hmm. uh, you know i was really hoping this was gonna be a book of henry situation Cause like I don't I don't have any I don't take any joy in piling onto the movie Cats. Like what can be said about Cats right. that hasn't already been said about Afghanistan? True. Like it's it's bombed out and depleted. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a classic Chappelle reference. <laughs> two thousand two, Dave, Dave Chappelle, two thousand two. Dan's golden uh, year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, I just I found I found the experience to be without joy. And my life is now with less joy. Yeah, for me, this was supposed to be kind of the pick-me-up to bring me back to going back uh, to being an essential worker tomorrow morning. And uh, this was more of the kick-me-down. I feel yeah. horrible. I woke up today after having watched it yesterday. I'm just mad at everybody. I just yeah. I can't make peace with anything in my life right now. And I think most of it's due to this movie. Yeah. Uh, I, and Trump. Yeah. But that that's par for the course. Like, I just, I, I have so much confusion as to how this, how was this was allowed to happen. I don't know. I mean, I want to play the pitch game where it's like, how would you fix this a little bit? I mean, for, for me, I, if you took out maybe three or four of the musical numbers, added in a little more plot threading and obviously dialed the special effects back. I think you could have had a good one in terms of representing the play. I mean, yeah. the musical here's, here's, numbers were were representative 
sometimes of the play. Right. The ones but that here's, they chose like, here's to the do. issue with that. No, here's the issue with that. And this is what I find to be the biggest issue with the musical numbers, which the fact that there are random like trap beats in the middle of some musical numbers. So, some. The, the no, fact like, that that is not the ten. biggest. Yes, fine. All right. But these, a lot of these songs, especially in the third act, have these very long repeating choruses that that works on a Broadway show because yeah. as as there's a chanting and a, a build of this chorus, more and more is happening and being added to the set design. It gets bigger and bigger and you're in the room and you feel that energy of like the chorus building. Yeah. This was just a movie with CGI where there would be repeating choruses of like two sentences for like two and a half minutes straight mm. where it wasn't getting any bigger and bigger. It was just a big animated dance number. So I'm just sitting there being like, man, they've really been singing this line about the, uh, what is it? The gesticles? The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the gesticles. They, they've just, That's the sequel. Like I went into the other room to make a drink and came out and they were still repeating the same line. And I'm just like, these set pieces don't feel bigger because they're all just CGI. Right. Yeah, but I mean, there were there were practical sets in there that I did appreciate, but the CGI was mixed in so poorly with it that you just didn't really know what was what. This movie tried to do what Speed Racer did and failed. <laughs> I don't even know. I can't unpack this one anymore, Dan. I cannot I cannot let you say grandstanding overreaching comments about Speed Racer's success. Uh, you've done, you've done it. You like you slip it in and you think I'm just going to go, "Yeah, definitely." Like Speed Racer nailed it. I'm never going to say that. Like it is a truly terrible movie. I'm sorry. No. Visually gorgeous. We are it's, it it hits all the boxes, but we are as a film, Speed Racer my for god. This podcast. Okay. John Goodman in Speed Racer is hysterical. Oh my god, why did I say okay? I just felt instant regret. My heart sank. In a day when my heart has sank you many put times. Some you put some respect on Lana Wachowski's work. I'll put respect on the female Wachowskis. I'll do whatever's gotta be done to see The Matrix 4. Yeah, they're uh, Wachowskats now. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> that joke brought to you by 1981. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I cannot give this movie, like... A zero. That's all I can really say about it. I'm not going to, like, give it a seven, but I'm not going to give it a zero. Um, and once we're done really talking about it, we'll circle around to our ratings. Uh, maybe I'll show you the ratings board in the webcam so you can really think about... Uh, I, don't, I don't need to. Past history. I, <laughs> well, I really a, don't. You got a Google Doc now? <laughs> no, I just, I just know what my score for this movie is. <laughs> all right, well... Um, Instead of doing that, uh, I think it's time to uh, give the audience a taste of the pain and misery that was inflicted upon us in real time. Yeah. Um, we're going to do kind of a double deep thoughts, no reverb, but uh, we're going to share with you uh, our experiences uh, yeah. as we uh, rode the waves through this masterpiece. Yeah, we wrote our notes chronologically as we watched it, so you can hear us back and forth as we evolve throughout the experience that is the 2019 epic El Gatos. El <laughs> the road to El Gatos. <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry, Judy. This is going to get ugly. Join us. <laughs> Join us as we dive to the depths of hell. <laughs> Oh, God. So, like, I did this thing that we do when we start watching really bad movies sometimes. We're like, 
I start taking notes on things that I think are going to be like noteworthy, right? Because I'm not sure if right, there's going right, to be right, right. enough yeah. notes to really sustain a comedic performance. For yeah. Me. So right off the bat, <laughs> like uh, we're looking in the sky and there's like the the face of a cat like digitally superimposed on a cloud, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then cat, like cat goes, oh, we're starting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they never did a title card. I was going to take a picture for our Instagram of just like the title card on my computer screen. There's no fucking title card. I actually really liked that. I thought that was tasteful. I was like, oh, maybe this is about to be subtle. I thought it, that it was. It subtle. was not. That was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was subtle. Um, it was not a sign of things to come. Um, <laughs> like, that is funny, though, because there are signs of subtlety in the movie, like, all over the place, and it's almost like you almost think you're watching a it's different like, movie. It's like to taunt you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, you want to take this seriously? Because yeah. we're not going to. We, these are all the ideas of a script supervisor long since fired. So um, where I usually, uh, you know take these notes that are just like stupid about stupid things I look at them like 15-20 minutes in and in this movie I looked at the note like oh cat's face digitally superimposed lazily on a cloud and then I looked at that note 15 minutes in and I was like I'm not going to need this note Yeah, <laughs> it will not be necessary to my survival yeah. um, I'm only uh, talking about it to reference the paradigm itself but um, for me uh, when the music started in this movie uh, it pretty much hit me like a like it was like a bucket of throw up to my ears yeah. um, it's a mismatch of musical styles anachronisms um, and like weird psychedelic uh, synths it was definitely oh, yeah. a travesty of sound um, and kind of sounded like the synths from A Clockwork Orange were sped up and raised on yes. a steady diet yes. of street garbage. Yes. I, uh, my first note here is, uh, hmm, typically I really go for the Circus from Hell vibe, but this is legitimately terrifying and I feel <laughs> honestly uneasy right off the bat. My first observation right up front was, uh, cats really have nipples and breasts, so I'm not really <laughs> sure why the female actress cats have human breasts. Uh, that was like the first thing to really hit me. Um, a lot of these comments I have are really anatomy related. It's just things hitting me that like put me in a very unreal as plane. As is tradition. As is tradition in this podcast. Which we is, got 45 seconds into the Sonic episode before you mentioned that he had no balls or butthole. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> um, I also uh, wanted to mention in my like of this movie that it grossed me out so much at times in its visuals and presentation <laughs> that it was like it was almost like a creature feature. And I love creature features. Like, yeah. I love, like, horror movies with monsters in them. Yeah. And it crossed into that plane so much that I actually enjoyed it for that a little bit. Just yeah. like in watching just a complete freak show. This movie really could have been recut by Lloyd Kaufman into something special. Um, like, my eyes had to just, like, readjust every time I saw a new cat character. Um, my brain needed to first register that it was a human. Then it needed to register that it was a cat. Then that it was a fake human. Then a fake cat. While never true truly resembling the likeness of either. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, uh, I don't recall there ever being unspeats in the musical Cats. I do, on a surface level, dig the MSI vibe. Honestly, this whole thing is pretty indicative of what it's like to be on insert drug of choice here at a mindless self-indulgence concert. <laughs> um... All the cats like started jumping around and like singing right off the bat, which was really 
very unsettling to just not be able to be immersed in anything except for chaos right off the bat. Um, And then, you know, I noticed one thing that bothered me throughout, which is that gravity is completely nonsense in this movie. Yeah, oh yeah. Some cats are floating. It's very Matrix-esque. Some are dropping like a rock, like some are on wires. Um, Some are being digitally lifted. Uh, I feel like I'm watching astronauts work on the International Space Station. Yeah, and along the first part of that, my, my next note was, is there actually any dialogue in this movie, or is it entirely songs? Because they really went right for it. Yeah. Um, well, the first instance of me being sexually attracted to uh, <laughs> one of the... Well, they're not cats. They're like um, female human replicas. I'm going to call yep. them uh, FHRs, pronounced fur. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time I wanted to fuck a fur was when they zoom in on a random cat girl who hits a high note singing and then smiles and licks her lips. <laughs> I was like, meow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Actually, though, like... Thinking back on it, that was, like, the only time for me. Like, after that, I became, like, my pee-pee shrunk, like, like, became, like, microscopic, like, entered the, the microscopic realm. Yeah, I became, mean, became, like, the size of a blood cell. Well, I, did, I did have a similar note that it was a, not to be weird or anything, but that one cat is actually kind of hot. Uh, you know, the, uh, the Judy Dench one. Yeah. Yeah, slamming. She was slamming. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the human faces... Of the actors that were superimposed on the bodies of the fairs uh, just seemed to float, unmoored by muscle, gravity, <laughs> or flesh, um, yeah. unbound and drifting like a luminous mask, uh, a human visage haunting the body of a beast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, at about the uh, the 12 minute mark, I got, Welp, Rebel Wilson's body has already been exploited exactly as expected, yet oh. somehow still more quickly than my already overall low expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Before Rebel showed up, we got a little peek of Idris Elba's character, um, and my only note about that was, Idris Elba is a cat. That's pretty much it, man. My <laughs> <laughs> mind says, I already hate cats, but I certainly want nothing to do with Stringer Bell as a cat. Um, it also didn't help that the camera was constantly swaying in this movie. Um, it felt like the whole affair was filmed on the high seas or potentially through the drunk goggles they make you wear to warn you of the dangers of getting a DUI. Um, uh, why this movie needed to be shot like the first 15 minutes of Saving Private Ryan is simply beyond me. I just don't understand that decision. <laughs> I was Here's a note. I was, I was before you still. I said, I'm 10 minutes in and the only real plot I'm gripping onto here is that cats in this universe have a slave name and a real name and that's not very comforting. <laughs> It's like a my, whole uh, song about that. Yeah, my next thing so was... Don't call me by my slave name. I know, I know. The one cat kept trying to call the other cat Toby, and he was having none of it. <laughs> He's like, I'm coming to cat tag. That's the ep- that's the episode title yeah. right there. Coot to cat tag. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, um, I, would, I put a... How did no one put a stop to this? Surely there were dailies to see. <laughs> the dailies were no special effects, though. It was just like people in the same situations, but like dressed in leotards. Oh, it must have been chilling to see yeah. that for sure. Imagine being on the set for this movie. Um, the dialogue in this movie is indiscernible. It's either delivered through chant or song. Uh, it makes for a totally bewildering experience. I truly have no idea what any of these creatures are trying to convey to each other. Feels almost Shakespearean in its density of prose, but so much <laughs> stupider and about the worst animals on the planet. 
Yeah. Um, welcome to 2019's Cats, or as it was known in development, Salvia the Musical, presented in 20X. <laughs> um, this film should not exist. It is cursed. If the tape from the ring was something you had to see once and it would kill you in seven days, then that is a mercy compared to this film, which having seen once will kill me a little bit every day for the rest of my life. This is the film version of smoking cigarettes. <laughs> my ne- it's my a next slow suicide. My, my next note was so far I hate all of these characters and all of this movie is doing is completely reinforcing my belief that cats are all huge assholes. <laughs> um, so at one point I was trying to like figure out if I could like even get a plot out of this movie. Um, I guess my summation was that uh, the plot is like once a year a bunch of street cats need to sing a song about how cool they are or else they will die. <laughs> yeah, so my question to you was is this the plat- plot of the musical cats? Okay, so, and someone's gonna correct me for this because it's been a very long time, but... You um, always say that as if people, like, like give us feedback. Do you not check the fucking email? Oh, I haven't done that. I haven't shared the email account with you. Okay. Oh, it's like twenty, thirty thousand a day. <laughs> that's that's weird. I it's, feel like we should be generating more ad revenue with that sort of listenership. Well, I mean, it's all uh, spam. it's all Steve Lasker. No, it's all it's all spam emails from the porn sites I sign up with uh, that account with. But uh, yeah, same difference. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, DS Lions, you have four four and a half credits left in your I'm Live Cams account. <laughs> <laughs> you too, huh? Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I uh, then caught up with you. I, the Rebel Wilson has arrived, and the, the wheels have fully come off. Um, uh, she literally has a hairy pussy. Like, she opens her legs, and the hair in between her legs is slightly longer than that on her stomach. I don't know if there was one shot where you could see it. Because, I mean, for 50% of her role, she was pretty much spread eagle. I don't know why that was necessary. As was, yeah. as was Judy Drenched. She was spread eagle the entire fucking movie. Yeah, but dude. at least Rebel Wilson was also furiously scratching her thighs the entire I, time. I, it was like, were they trying to say she had an STD? What was the joke there? I don't know, but the general <sighs> whole purpose of her cat, I was like, oh great, they used like the one funny fat actress to be the one funny fat cat. That's that's nice. That's nice. You, you thought that that was true until James Corden showed up and and doubled that. Yeah, and really gate up the place. <laughs> um, I have a note that says Rebel Wilson singing is worse than any special effect in this entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I have some things to say uh, about Rebel Wilson, um, anatomy wise and beyond, obviously. Um, but at one at one point, Rebel Wilson pulls her entire body of cat skin off to reveal an outfit under it. But for a moment, I thought she was skinning herself alive. <laughs> I thought she was like literally flaying her skin off and I was like dude this is getting like this might be a movie I do like <laughs> um, yeah but uh, one thing I do want to touch on in terms of Rebel Wilson and James Corden did you see the Oscars this past year with them <laughs> no okay no. so this past I haven't year- seen the Oscars in Two decades. This, neither have I, but I just watched like highlights and read about it. Um, read, like, <laughs> yeah, neither have I, but now I'm going to talk about him on the podcast. Now I'm going to talk about it as if I, I am an expert. But no, this really happened. Um, <laughs> Rebel Wilson and James Corden came out at the Oscars dressed in their outfits from Cats. Um, 
instead of digital makeup, they recreated it with prosthetics and it looked pretty good. It looked um, better than the movie, obviously, but um, what is crazy about that is the, in their little blurb that they talked when they came out, they knocked the special effects. They were like, you know, sometimes special effects hurt a movie and sometimes they make it better and like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like as if to say what like that is the special effects fault that this movie was bad like first of all James Corden James Corden is he pleased with himself that his song in the movie is literally about him gorging himself to death and being a fat piece of garbage like is Rebel Wilson yeah Um, his character wants to be reincarnated so that he has the opportunity to eat himself into a fat shit again (laughs) so it's literally what they present (laughs) it's hilarious I just have it in my notes it says um these are the two people that criticize cats publicly at the Oscars. How about you two <laughs> criticize your diets and agents first? Fuck you. Fuck both of you. You deserve both of this. <laughs> like you All both right. deserve this. Two more people to be alienated from the podcast. It's just going to be Jews I... <laughs> ages 30 to 33 after this episode. Yeah, well, that's we'll, it. We'll see what happens after I give next week's review of uh, the plot against America. Um, I then because uh, we might lose the Jews as well. Like as, as freaking out, I, uh, James Corden. I didn't even know was in the movie. So like when he showed up, oh god, I just had like a complete breakdown over it. I just wrote, <laughs> I wrote, James Corden arri- arrives and thus begins the most spine tingling episode of Carpool Karaoke ever. <laughs> Um, imagine if other late night hosts would have ended up in this movie besides James Corden. I'd love to see <laughs> Seth Meyers in this movie. His name would be Mr. McJewy, the boring cat. <laughs> Dude, Seth Meyers is the human version of a decaf cup of coffee. <laughs> um, you know the special effects need sharpening when you're constantly waiting for cats' faces to catch up with their bodies? <laughs> <laughs> I keep waiting for my screen to render, and it's not rendering. I think it's actually how this movie looks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find it weird that no one questions why just a small handful of the cats wear clothes, and they right. have they have characters that are reflected by their clothes. And there's an entire there's one musical number that has a, a big a uh, big tap uh, tap number. It's like centered around this big tap scene tap dance scene. Right. And uh, the company or the the cat in question that comes out. Um, spoilers. Well, no. Nah, you know what? I won't spoil the ending of Cats. It's too precious. It's too um, precious. <laughs> either way, the cat that's doing the tap routine has these, like, really, really fancy leather tap shoes. And I'm just like, what company produces top-shelf leather tap shoes for cats? Dude. Like, that's, that's surely an artisan maker of some sort. How could that be a sustainable <sighs> business model? That's the most niche thing I've ever heard of. Let me take you into two pages later in my notes where I said, honestly... Reality for me did not fully break in this movie until at one hour in, they cut to two cats wearing sneakers. That did it for me. (laughs) Everything is scaled down in the movie as if these were real cats, but there's a cat-sized sneaker made of rubber. Is there a cat rubber factory? A cat shoe sweatshop? Cat industry? Cat pitalism? I'm fucking breaking. (laughs) Um, Is James Corden absolutely positive that he is not gay? No, no shot. Does his wife know? <laughs> I um, it's only like three weeks ago that I realized that James Corden and um the one uncle from Modern Family aren't the same actor. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean they're lovers. That's the. 
Uh, what? I'm saying in real life. Oh, is that true? No, I mean they're both straight, which oh. is which is wild to think about. <laughs> nice. Um, That's progress, baby. Uh, a little bit about Idris Elba's character, who is the villain of the piece. Um, why exactly can he turn into a puff of smoke and disappear? <laughs> he is in fact a cat, is he not? I mean, is that is this a known thing? Yeah, I, uh, I had a note that, what a surprise, we ended up with a movie that we expect to hate, and the first male black character ends up being a spiritual negro. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just alienated, alienated spiritual negroes. Spiritual negroes is a racist concept. <laughs> I'm trying to alienate the likes of, uh, the, the, uh, the, you know, the Uncle Tom's Cabin fan base. Oh, this is a delete. This is a delete section. <laughs> no, no. It's, I'm, um, speaking, I'm speaking my truth. One of the times when Idris Elba teleported, he said meow. And the other time when he teleported, he said his own name. He just went McCavity <laughs> and then disappeared <laughs> into smoke. And yeah. I thought that was uh, pleasing and very dramatic. Yeah. I, I found that. it very harrowing. He, I always find it harrowing to hear him speak in a British accent. Which right. is how he actually speaks, but I just I can't see a world where I can ever watch The Wire again. It's just done. Like this it's done movie, for you, huh? the amount of change that needs to be made in my life, having having since watched this movie, it's it's been the most impactful film of my late twenties, probably. Because I mean, immediately it eliminates a show that I find very near and dear to my heart from even being in the running. I've already lit my box set on fire. <laughs> Just for safekeeping. Um, I, I, I want to address something, too, about this movie that was just so fucking weird. And I just don't remember if this was the way that it was in the play or not. I don't know because I was a child. I guess I was not so horny back then. But, like, the thirst in this movie is fucking overflowing like every <laughs> character looks at one another like they are seconds from fucking it is the least riveting or sexy thing ever but the fuck energy is literally off the Richter scale throughout the entire movie and I just like I think you're just projecting there the butt no I'm not dude I'm not like it was even dude this is a movie where Judy Drenched is literally doing spread eagles in her little cat basket in I, pleasure I, say, I, I, I don't want to take any part in uh, condoning the way you're referring to cinematic and stage legend Judy Dench. We don't I don't I don't appreciate that one bit. Um <laughs> uh, my total summation on on really just the special effects of this movie, uh I it looked about an hour in I dropped this nugget. Um it said that the movie cats walked into the center of the uncanny valley, packed a prune-filled picnic basket, ate it took a restful nap in the comfort of the valley, absorbing the fresh air and stark blue sky, and then it stood up and took the most haunted shit ever recorded. <laughs> I think I was starting to really lose my mind as I went on here, too. Like, I started, like, capitalizing the middle of words and stuff. It's just, just not... That was uh, shortly after the cat pitalism thing. It seems as if I really went off the rails yeah. here. Um, I, I, one note was that this movie has more than one scene of sexual aggressive breakdancing. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of like sexy and aggressive things happening and people were popping and locking throughout it. And it was very odd. Um, 
I uh, <laughs> have a note that says. <laughs> Dame Judy <laughs> Dame Judy drenched <laughs> and so Oh man Dame Judy drenched <laughs> and Sir Ian McFellin <laughs> both Both kind of have this. Both have the same (laughs) droopy British pudding face. (laughs) Like, like okay. So, like most of the 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 human aspects in this movie were just like the faces of people, and Judy Dench and Ian McKellen's faces both just looked like sloppy pudding thrown against a wall. (laughs) It was bad. (laughs) Um. So 52 minutes into this movie, the first actual conversation and dialogue began. Um, it was between Dame. And it's so hard saying Dame too. It being three words is so much harder. That conversation was between Dame Judy Drenched and the main character. Who is an anonymous cat I don't think was in the musical. Lemon face. Okay. Sorry. Wow. Wow, I feel like I'm going to throw up. Can you try to say Dame Judy drenched every once in a while? Like, it's really hard. I'm sorry, Judy. Okay. okay. I can't. I can't. I can, but I won't. <laughs> Sir Ian McFellin. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> What's wrong with me? Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. I need to wipe the tears from my eyes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> my next note is like the same thing. <laughs> it says if I had a dollar for every time damn Judy <laughs> I can't I'm done <laughs> do you think this is like good for people to listen to, to, listen to? at this point uh, probably not <laughs> I just don't I don't feel good <laughs> okay uh, All right. Okay. God damn okay, it, Dan. We're, like we a are movie critics. <laughs> we are reviewing cats. <laughs> this is our. This is our cats review. <laughs> Fuck. That's the funniest sentence of the whole podcast. We're movie critics and we're reviewing cats. It's such a ludicrous premise. Please subscribe uh, and like on Facebook. <laughs> Please share this. Don't send this to my parents. Oh, God. Uh, all right. No, you, um, you, you got to spit that out. Uh, if I had a dollar for every time <laughs> Jane Duty drenched, spread eagled in this movie, I'd be rich, damn it. No need for a stimulus check. Um, 
Uh, uh, <laughs> that was topical. Um, so I love how this movie went from desperately figuring out how to string together musical numbers to like an hour and ten minutes in, just having the final hour be a talent show of musical numbers. <laughs> that seemed like a really smart workaround. <laughs> They're like, all right, we're done trying to smash this together. Um, to answer your question, though, you asked me, uh, is it the same as the musical? Uh, I think that there's no central character in the musical as there is in in this horror show that we watched. It's <laughs> morally um, just kind of songs and pastiches one after another. It creates just a vibe of, like, you are in this world of cats like you don't need an in and for a movie as per usual you need some sort of in um so they just kind of create a character who said and did absolutely nothing but like ballet throughout <laughs> the entire movie um and was completely yeah, not dude, important that that and was hit on who, by every character i don't know who that actress was but she was such a talented ballerina who is certain to not have a career and deserves one because this whole movie was just her mouth agape just lifeless as she does phenomenal ballet in this fucking hellscape of a movie. <laughs> uh, this movie is like what a feature-length version of the musical numbers from the Johnny Depp, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory would play like. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is the compromise between Ratatouille and Max Payne 2. <laughs> One of my notes just says, WTF is up with all these cats. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what moment this is but I have dot 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 honestly in the truest sense of the word the music in this completely slaps <laughs> some of it does look it's made in the 80s like 70s like there's like funky bass lines yeah. and like it's got a lot of good live bass in it I mean it did have that <laughs> um, I have a note uh, Taylor Swift appears in this movie an hour and fucking 20 minutes in for some reason and I wrote Taylor Swift cannot oh wait you ready to alienate <laughs> you ready to alienate some more people with me Dan uh, Taylor Swift cannot sing or dance or act and is not sexy whatsoever literally what is the fucking appeal at least Katy Perry has knockers wow <laughs> yikes um Taylor Swift is Jewish so she's fine by me no she's not She's fine by me. Are you fucking insane? Is she? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Literally the waspiest looking human is being a, is a ever be born. Is a Maccabee. That is so untrue. I'm not even going to look it up, dude. You fucking <laughs> look it up. <laughs> I had to say drenched over and over again. You can look it up. <laughs> um, uh, you know, as we get to the end of the movie uh, and the third act plays out, which was a sloppy disaster, um... Uh, the evil McCavity starts to exact his plan, uh, which involves taking his coat off that he had been wearing the entire movie. Uh, Idris Elba had been hiding under a trench coat, his character, throughout the whole piece. And when he took it off, I uh, knew why he had been hidden under it the whole time. The reveal of his uh, full naked cat body is positively chilling, uh, to the bone, frozen. Uh, the layers of disbelief and horror have finally congealed into the horror show that is Idris Elba as a cat werewolf. He's part devil, part naked cloven beast, part hybrid hellspawn, harrowing zero out of ten. <laughs> so for that's for the movie? No. That's no. just for Idris Elba's body. Just for body. Idris Elba. Oh, that's yeah. just Idris Elba's cat body. Yeah, no, agreed. It is 
so like clay smooth. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> About Idris Elba's uh, ability to teleport in this movie, I said, uh, any teleporting would have been too much teleporting for this movie. As it stands, there's entirely too much teleporting in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have one note that just says, this is the second time I've seen Cats, the first time as an adult. Somehow, I equally have no idea what the plot is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, I, I understood it less than I did I, uh, when I was At the end of it, I asked Cat, I was like, so the, the movie ends, and I go, wait, so did one of them get selected to be reincarnated? And she's like, yeah, that's what the entire last 20 minutes was. What are you talking about? I was like, oh shit, is that what was going on? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was the plot of the movie. Um... That one cat a year gets to sing a cool song in front of Dame <laughs> Judy Drenched, and she uh, allows them to then fly off in a hot air balloon and disappear into the clouds. Which I was hoping at the end, like an airplane, would like suck that hot air balloon into its jet yeah. engine. Everyone thinks that hot air balloon is like this magnificent musical work from the Disco Biscuits, but really, Barbara just like ate mushrooms and watched cats one time. Um. I, I have in here that uh, that Cats is undoubtedly the far superior adaptation of the island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> anyway, my yeah. Tommy Laren final thoughts on this one, guys. It was a sick and twisted orgy of bad ideas, worse decisions, horrendous acting, bizarre and nightmare-fueling special effects, and a story that clearly makes no sense to anyone, adult, child, or otherwise, or as a motion picture whatsoever. And uh, I guess this is the point where I should drop my GGR, buddy. Yeah. I'm going to go with a 3.1. Okay, 3.1, all right. So I wanna go in with this. There's, there's nothing else that needs to be said about the quality of the movie. What needs to be said is how th there's not just the visual aspect or the engagement with the plot. What there is is the emotional impact and visceral experience of getting through the entire thing. Of just having seen it. Which was like, I'm not, like, not going to minimize the concept of trauma, but like... I watched this movie. I'm sorry, and, I'm still laughing about. It. And, and the entire time, I'm still okay. And right, I know what on. you're laughing at. God, the entire, it's just in capitals the, in my the, notes that's in front why, of me. Just that's that's why I started laughing because <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> the curse. This is the step one of the curse. Yeah. Is you it say um, Dame Judy drenched three <laughs> times in a mirror, <laughs> and, they, and the cat versions of her and Ian McFallon arrive and fucking haunt you. Yeah, yeah, and your bathroom floor is just soaking wet. <laughs> I, I don't know where it is in my notes. At one point, I wrote, Dame Judy Drenched's life alert bracelet is clearly going off in the background of this scene. <laughs> all right, all right. So the, the, the point is <laughs> Sorry. that... There are Sorry, bad Judy. movies that we watch, like Man with Golden Gun, where the whole time I was texting you being like, I hate this, I hate this. Whereas I think this was the first time where I just texted you saying, fuck you for making me do yeah, this. Yeah, you just said I hate you, pretty I, much. I, I was unhappy 100% of the moments that I watched this movie. I could not wait for it to end. I paused it at one point thinking that surely we were in the third act to discover there was an hour left in the movie. And literally had to go and like make myself like a Sunday just to feel better. Well, and, Dan, uh, if this makes so you feel any better or acts as an apology, 
At 28 minutes in, I wrote, I refuse to accept that I'm 20 ma 28 minutes into this movie. This is a challenge that no amount of drugs would ever enhance. As I sit here in shame, I realize I have wasted my time. <laughs> and it's okay to come to terms with that. Of anything I could be doing right now, I'm doing this. And yeah, I'm doing and it to you myself. Have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> and doing it to my friend. And for that, I'm truly sorry. No. <laughs> so, I, uh, not only do I need to give this movie the rating that I need to give it, but I, it's completely changed the scale by which I view movies. Okay. And I feel that any movie on this podcast that I've given below a five automatically has to be bumped up by at least one point now. That we're not going to do. Um, uh, go ahead. <laughs> like, so I'm going to give this movie a one out of ten. Mm. The, one, the one is purely, and I mean this so truly, it is purely for the various funk bass lines that I heard throughout. Did you know, Dan, why I gave this movie a 3.1? How would, how would I know that? I gave it a 3.1 because... Currently, uh, the film Grind has a three on the movie Blue Scale, and assuming that you would patently give this movie a zero, I decided to make Cats .1 better than Grind, but since you gave it a one, it is now 1.1 better than the film Grind, so congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Dude. Thanks for playing. You... You revealed that board with the scorekeeping and the first fucking thing I said when you were like, are you down with this? I was like, as long as you don't weaponize it against the scoring system. I told you I showed it to you over the webcam. <laughs> That's precisely why there's a board. It's just for fun activities like this. Yeah. All, All right, right, Dan, well, do you have anything else you want to say about the 2019 film Cats? I, I, I don't. Just don't watch it. Don't, don't support whatever fucking system allowed this to go on <laughs> because you have to sit there and ponder like <clears throat> a lot we, it's very easy to sit here and trash a movie but when you really sit down and evaluate what goes into the creation of any movie let alone one of this scale with this amount of special effects and star power and just money behind it and marketing like years of people's professional careers were dedicated towards making this abortion of the visual medium mm -hmm. that has caused me nothing but displeasure. I don't think I could have said it any better myself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that's a healthy place to leave off. Uh, yeah. This was therapeutic, you know? On, felt, on, on, right. the fl on the flip side, I recommend instead of watching Cats, go watch The Secret Life of Pets. Uh, I don't do kids' movies. Yeah, we know. I do well, adults' you, movies you, like that. Yeah, you did yesterday. <laughs> All right, Dan, thanks for playing. Um, yeah. I uh, don't uh, don't feel as if... Um, I, how do I feel right now compared to Grind, though? I actually feel a lot better, but that's because I feel no. like I literally just saw a paid therapist to talk yeah. about this movie, so thanks I for that. Did, I feel like I... <clears throat> I feel changed the way that one feels changed after accidentally smoking salvia. And with that, we're uh, <laughs> alienating salvia users. <laughs> that's, that's fine with me. Well, people who are, people yeah, who are no. medicinally using salvia. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm happy to take that on the record that if you recreationally use salvia, you sir are fucked. Okay. Well, thanks for uh, joining us, everyone. Yeah. Have a good quarantine. Yeah. Bye. Baby.